Okay, let's begin. Yesterday was Daf Samach test. Today's Daf Ayin. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf Ketet. Today's have a mind that our learning should be discussed for the Yudin Eretz Yisrael. And also, the Lunishma Sitzchal Ketchba and Avram Gedalia. And also, Rufo Shleim before. Yeah. Oh, Yerzeit, the Lunishma Yeshua. Ben Nasan Hakoyen. That's your. My wife's uncle. Your wife's uncle, okay. Oh, Kiddush, maybe. Some seven Aliyah. Talk to his wife. I am. Also, you're doing Kaddish? Are you doing a Kiddush also? Kaddish, okay. He's doing Kaddish. 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 All right. And also, Lerfu Shalema for Hadas Basron, your Brachem Rashashana, Miriam Basatuzisa, Chayim Ben Gittel. Chaim uh, ben Gittel and Tvito ben Chasha and Amy Bastvora. And everybody And anybody else who needs. Okay, Sarbas Yechevet and Shoshana Goldabrach Abbas Yael Rina. And with that, let's begin our review of yesterday's daf. We're talking, starting at the goof, if you want to follow along inside. Um, we mentioned the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says that somebody is uh, is robbed, okay? So you know who took it, okay? And uh, the Bible didn't give up hope. He expects to catch the guy or uh, get 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 the police on the case. So, um, and neither side is allowed, is able to make this item hectish. The gun of the Gazlan can't because it's not his, and the uh, and the, and the person who was stolen from cannot because he doesn't have control over it. It's not Pirshusel. It's not in his domain. The problem with this is is that we know that Rabbi Yechonan has an ongoing shita, halacha kistam mishnah. That whenever there's a mishnah without a name, that's the law. The law is that is that. Problem is is that we quoted a stam mishnah. Mishnah is in Mishnah in Interesting mishnah, talking about setting up your simanim, your signs. To know what when somebody has a property, and what's uh, what's legal, what's not legal. So they had different signs. So they put the, any kermervai, the vineyard that's in the fourth year, which has to be redeemed. So they would put clumps, clods of earth around the, that that particular vine to indicate that it's like dirt. What does it mean like dirt? Dirt can be benefited from with if you process it right. If you plant and do the right thing, so too this can be benefited from. If you redeem it, then it's then you're allowed to benefit, otherwise not. So that's the sermon for that. For Arla, they put broken pottery, because broken pottery, there's nothing you could do with broken pottery. Same thing here. Um, what about, oh, if there's a, a kever, if there's a cemetery, so they would do it in white. Why? Because it's like the bones. Bones are white, and you pour the whitewash all around it to indicate that this is area where, you know, which is Tameh. Um, Rav, Rav Shem Gamliel says that this whole thing of putting these signs and simanim is only in the Shemitah year, when you're, you have to open the doors to your property and you're letting people come and help themselves. So you need to warn them what they're allowed to take, what they're not allowed to take, pretty much everything except for what, where there's a sign on it. If it's Karim Ravai, you could take it, but you could have to redeem it, etc., etc. Problem is, uh, oh, but what if it's any other day of the uh, any other year of the shemitah cycle where the guy has no business coming into your property, so uh, you don't put up any signs for anything? Why should you do that? Halitayu the rasha which means feed the rasha, let him let him 
eat the iser and die from it. Okay, basically, let him choke on his food. We don't really care about it. That's really what it's saying. Okay, okay, a little harsh maybe. And in fact, it's disputed. Okay, the tenuin. These are very modest uh, rabbis. Okay, who. Um, by the Karamavai, they would place the money and they would say, whatever was taken from this vineyard um, is to be, um, we're going to be machalid on this money. Okay, now, um, okay, now the thing is, is that that's clearly a case of what was taken and it's not in their Rishos anymore and they're changing, they're affecting the Kedusha. Obviously, we're assuming that you can't, if you can't, make it hegdish, then you wouldn't be able to remove the hegdish. It would go the same way. And here they're removing the hegdish, even though it was already in the hands of the guy, the crook who took him. And, uh, you know, so how does that work? So it's a contradiction, really, in Rabbi Yochanan, in his how we pass his halacha. Now, what do you want to say? Maybe it's really Rabbi Shem Gamliel's opinion? Well, if that's the case, the halacha is like Rabbi Shem Gamliel also, so that's not going to help anything. Because we know that Allah, Rabbi Yochanan himself says, that Allah follows Rabbi, Rabbi Shem Gamliel whenever he's quoted in the Mishnah, except for three notable times, and there's not one of those three. So, so the answer that the Gemara gave is that, no, you got to end the text. Don't say whatever was taken already, because that's a problem. Rather, everything that, anything that will be taken. Meaning, the walking in the beginning of the day, and they're saying, if anybody is taken, so we're already being mechalit on the money. Now, they don't know what's going to be taken, so you can obviously need some sort of braver to, to do that, but that's what we're suggesting. The problem with that is is that uh, that doesn't fit into another member of Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon says that it's Nun and Rabbi Daisa saying the same thing, and Rabbi Daisa is clearly talking past tense what was taken. What's the case of Rabbi Daisa? It's a brisa, interesting brisa, talking about a case of Leket. Okay, so in the, according to Rabbi Yudha, in the morning, the Balbais, again, the reason why Lekem is a little tricky is because one, one stalk of grain and two stalks of grain that drop from the harvesters, the poor people are allowed to help themselves to. If it's three together, they're not allowed to touch it, and you've got to leave it back for the Balbas to go grab the three. So that's halacha. Problem is many poor people are not very aware of that halacha, and they might grab the three as well. So that's why the custom has already been established that the Balbais is going to say, okay, you know what, he took three, a lie, you know, I'll be, I'll be I'm making it hefker so that it shouldn't really be stolen. Now, the, so according to Rebuta, the way it works is the Balbais stands in the morning and he says, whatever the poor people take, I'm being mafkirit for them. Okay, so it's preemptive, okay? Even if it's a What? doesn't matter how much they take. doesn't matter even if they took three or four. Or okay, 20. Come on, whatever it is. Yeah, it's There's no limit. Hefker. Whatever's dropped, yeah. <laughs> okay, look, you know. <clears throat> Rabbi Daisa says, no, in the evening, after they take it, they say whatever they took, that's what should be after. So one does it in the morning, one does it, okay. So, uh, so the Gemara says, hey, you understand, but uh, what we're going to have to do is switch Rabbi Daisa and Rabbi Yudha to make it work. Why? Because uh, Rabbi Daisa, instead of saying past, he says future, and Rabbi Yehuda, instead of saying future, says past. Um, that's what we're saying. And this way, it actually could be mis- It could be over here, future, and then Rabbi Dice says future also, and that's how you work it. Problem is, like, well, okay, why do you want to switch the price over there? 
because um, um, because of Rabbi Yechon and there would be contradictions. Why don't you just switch what Rabbi Yechon says? The Tznu and the Rabbi they say the same thing. It's settled, settled. Teretz is um, uh, that, uh, that, that that there's another reason because you have to anyway change the price over there because that would indicate if you leave the price as is, it would indicate that Rabbi Yudah holds a prayer. And we have other sources that he does not hold a prayer. What's the case? This is the very famous case. Your person is buying wine right before Shabbos from the Samaritans. Now, the, the Samaritans, um, at least in those days, were soon to be Jewish. The problem was is that they, they keep their own laws. And uh, there's one particular, they're kind of close to, like, literalists, the way they translate the Torah, interpret the Torah. Uh, they're very strict in what they keep, but what they don't keep, they don't keep. And one of the things that they don't keep is what we keep, which is we understand when the verse tells us, that's not only talking about sticking your foot out in front of a blind guy that he should trip. That's also true, but it also means not to mess somebody up and say, oh, this restaurant, there's, sure, that's a kosher restaurant. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're kosher, whatever. And it's not. That's, that's an example of putting a stumbling block. That's how we interpret it. But they say, that's not a stumbling block. That's business. Okay, whatever. So it's like, did you take the ties? Of course I took the ties, you know, even though they'll lie to you. They, that, that's okay with them. So therefore, if you ask them, well, did you take off the tithes for this uh, wine that I'm buying from you? They'll say, yes, of course we did. But they don't, they don't consider that um, anything wrong. So therefore, you need to retithe it. So what are you going to do? Problem is, there's not enough time to actually separate it out. We're talking, you know, time is of essence. It's right before shops and you want to drink some of the wine. So our mayor says the simple solution is just call it out. And you'll separate it after Shabbos. So he's basically saying that uh, the last, you know, there's like 10 portions, uh, 10 measures that I'm set, that's going to be left at the bottom that is, is, I'm calling out that it's Truma. Um, and then another 10 of Maeser Sheini, Maeser Rishon, and then 9 of Maeser Sheini, and then the Maeser Sheini, and, and, and I'm transferring the Maeser Sheini onto money, and then you can drink and, you know, to your heart's content. And then after Shabbos, you'll separate it out and everything's fine. Which obviously requires prayer, because what I will separate—that's what I'm—that's what I'm calling out right now. And Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yisroel, Rabbi Shimon all say that's forbidden. So obviously they're not holding the prayer. So that's why we anyway. This our source over here in our in our prices says that Rabbi Huda is the one who's saying what will be taken, which requires prayer. And Rabbi Huda doesn't hold the prayer over there, so we we have to switch the names anyway. That's what Gemara said. However, in the end. You're still changing things because of the contradiction in Rabbi Yudah, but there's also a contradiction in Rabbi Yochanan. Why? Because basically you're saying that Rabbi Yochanan says, don't say kol ha'nilkat, rather kol ha'mislakit, which means that he holds a prayer. Problem is, Rabbi Yochanan doesn't hold the prayer because Rav Asi said in Rabbi Yochanan, when you have brothers dividing up the property of their, the state of their father, they, we, uh, we don't say that what the one ended up with is what was meant to be that was supposed to be the Yerusha. Rather, it's like, it was like a retrade. We assumed that it was retraded. And therefore, it's like a purchase. And once it's like a purchase, once the next Jubilee year comes, they retrade everything. Everything goes back in the pot, and they make a new deal. Okay? That's the idea. Um, so, obviously, he doesn't hold the prayer. So, therefore... Back to the drawing board, so we go back to this idea that, you know what, stick to the term. It's not called Mislaka, it's called Nilkar Pestens. And the, you know, I, we have a contradiction because Rabbi Yudah 
is saying, uh, Rabbi Yechonon said on one hand, <coughs> Rabbi Yechonon said on the one hand, that if it's not in Yerushos, you cannot make something Hegdish. And here, it's Newman are making something Chulim from Hegdish. Even though it's not in the Rishos, he's saying that's because that's true. That's one star Mishnah, but there's another star Mishnah that says he cannot be done. And he goes with the other star Mishnah. What's the other star Mishnah? But he's not bound to go with every star Mishnah if some argue on each other, right? So he went with a different star Mishnah. What's the other star Mishnah? It says that this might sound familiar because it is our Mishnah. The kind of doesn't pay Kefel. And why doesn't he pay Kefel? Um, the God of Rishan, he shouldn't pay. Because it says Gunami Besaish, Philemi Besaganov. But why would not pay the Bailam? But double Kefal, right? The first Ganav pays Kefal, the second Ganav should pay Kefal. It's uh, right. The answer is, is that because uh, it's not Bershusai. You know, that's the problem. It's that you didn't steal it from his Rishus. So, um, so that's very nice. Okay, fine. We have two. So, so the so he just goes with that uh, Stam Mishnah. The question is, how do you choose that Stam Mishnah over the Stam Mishnah? Um, so his, the answer is, is because it's supported by the text. Because if you look in the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, V'ich, Kiyaktish has Beso Kodesh Hashem. Why did it give the example of a house? Because a house has both of these qualities. First of all, it's yours. It's your house. And it's also in your Rishos. It's your control. And those things are both factors. So there you go. Brings us to the further analysis of this <laughs> statement of Rabbi Yechon, that we quoted earlier, that Tzinuin and Rabbi Daisa Amru Tavarechot. Tzinuin, we're, we're talking about the Kerem Ravai, and after it was taken, they're affecting it, they're making it Cholot. And, uh, and uh, Rabbi Daisa, who's talking about Taniyim, also is uh, whatever was taken, he makes, at the end of the day, he says, whatever the Anim took is now is now Hefker. So you're affecting Hefker even after it's out of his domain. Now, they're both on the same page, is really what he says. So Rabbi Abai says, had not Rabbi Yochanan said that, I would have thought that the Tznuin agree with Rabbi Dosa, but Rabbi Dosa does not agree with the Tznuin. Why so? Well, how so? Because the Tznuin, they're making a Takana for a Ganav. The guy is walking in other than the Shemitah year, and he's coming and helping himself <coughs> to, his, to his vineyard, right? That happens to be a Kerem Revai, and they're still protecting the Ganav, right? To make sure that he's not over the Isra of eating Kerem Revai for, uh, the, for a vineyard from the fourth year. So if they're protecting the Ganav, surely they'll protect the poor who are not intentional Ganavim. They're, they're entitled to take like They're just going to be mistaken, you know? So obviously they're going to protect the poor. But uh, Rabbi Dosa, maybe would only protect the Aniyim, but not the Ganavim. Maybe he'd agree with Rav Shem Gamliel, Halatel those guys are Rishayim. So that's uh, what he would have said. That's what Abai would have said. Had not been Rabbi Yochanan saying it is the same opinion, he would have said there's a little difference. Okay. Rava says, also, if not for Rabbi Yochanan and saying Tznuin and Rabbi Dosa say the same thing, I would have thought that the Tan of Tznuin is actually Rameyer. Because her mayor holds that Meiser is Mamun Gavoah. Interesting idea. And since it's Mamun Gavoah, there's really a question, how are you able to redeem it? After all, it's not yours anymore. It's, it's Hegdish property. And yet the Torah puts it in your rights, makes it within your rights to be able to redeem the Meiser that used to be yours, even though it's really not yours. So if, it, if you can do that, then maybe that's how the mechanism is working by, by the case of Hegdish as well. It's, it's Mama Gavod, the camera is Mama Gavod, just like the Meister Shani is Mama Gavod, it says the same word Kodesh. And if Mama Gavod, there's a special, like, you know, exception to the law that, uh, that, it, that it works in a unique way, that the Torah gives you rights to control, of it, to control it, um, even though it's not really by you anymore.
you know, it's not really yours. So even if it's not by you, it also works. Makes sense that it would work that way. Anyway, so that's um, that's uh, Rava's observation that had not Rabbi Yechonon said that Tznu and Rabbi Dessa are the same. He would have said Tznu and Rameir is the same. Okay. Um, which brings us to the the third one. Um, oh, and what, what, how would that make a difference? Because that would mean that but that's only true when there's some sort of hagdish factor. But like by Leket, there's no hagdish factor, so then you wouldn't be able to um, you wouldn't be able to affect anything. You can't be mafker once it's out of your domain. That would be different. Maybe you need the hektish factor that the Torah sort of gives you control over, even though it's not by you, it's not belonging to you. So that's different than Leket, which is yours. And then if it's yours, it has to be by you for you to make it Efker. If it's by somebody else, how are you going to make it Efker? So that's uh, what he would have thought. Okay, and then we saw the last one, which was Ravina. He says that if not for Rabbi Yochanan saying, Tzinun and Rabbi Tosa are on the same page, he would have thought that the Tana of Tzinun is Rabbi Tosa. And the advantage of that is, is that then you would. Uh, this is a good answer to how come it's not a steering stam mishnayis because this is a stam yichidot, a stam mishnah going like an individual, and that's different than a regular stam mishnah. It would have made it easier, but the fact of the matter is, he said it's tunu and is their own opinion, and that's a stam general stam. And then we have Rabbi Doisa, they're all on the same page halachically, but it's not the same tana. Anyway, that is where we left off yesterday, and take it from here.